I'm Doug Blair. I'm Samantha Ring. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for September 8th. Here are today's headlines. The British monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, has died. She was 96 years old. Reports came in early this morning from Buckingham Palace that the Queen was undergoing medical supervision at Balmoral Castle in Scotland after concerns arose surrounding her health. At 6.31 p.m. in Britain, the announcement came that the Queen had passed. Elizabeth was Britain's longest reigning monarch, ruling for 70 years. Upon the news of the Queen's death, British Prime Minister Liz Truss gave a press conference mourning her passing. Here's some of that presser via STV News. We are all devastated by the news that we have just heard from Balmoral. The death of Her Majesty the Queen is a huge shock to the nation and to the world. Queen Elizabeth II was the rock on which modern Britain was built. Our country has grown and flourished under her reign. Britain is the great country it is today because of her. The Queen's son, Charles, will now ascend to the throne. He has said he will take the name King Charles III. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security announced earlier today it has finalized a regulation that would pull back public charge immigration rules instituted under President Trump. Those rules limited immigration for immigrants who had used or would likely need government aid like Medicaid or food stamps. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said in a Thursday statement that the rule change ensures fair and humane treatment of legal immigrants and their U.S. citizen family members. The rule goes into effect on December 23rd. As illegal immigrants continue to arrive in Washington, D.C. on buses from southern states, Mayor Muriel Bowser has declared an emergency and created a new office of migrant services to handle new arrivals. During a Thursday press conference, Bowser said, We're putting in place a framework that would allow us to have a coordinated response with our partners. This will include a program to meet all buses, and given that most people will move on, our primary focus is to make sure we have a humane, efficient, welcome process that will allow people to move on to their final destination. While D.C. has previously billed itself as a sanctuary city for illegal immigrants, a recent influx of migrants from states like Texas and Arizona has tested the city's resources. Brianne Nadeau, a D.C. councilwoman, blamed the governors of Texas and Arizona for what she described as a crisis, and she claimed that the District of Columbia had turned into a border town. Here's her comments via Julio Rosas. So it's been said, but it's worth reiterating, that the governors of Texas and Arizona have created this crisis. And the federal government has not stepped up to assist the District of Columbia, so we... Um, along with our regional partners, we'll do what we've always done. We'll rise to the occasion. We've learned from border towns like El Paso and Brownsville. Um, and in many ways, the governors of Texas and Arizona have turned us into a border town. Bowser had twice asked to deploy the National Guard to help handle the migrants, but the request was denied both times. Former White House chief strategist under President Trump, Steve Bannon, entered a not guilty plea on money laundering, conspiracy and fraud charges filed by the state of New York over an alleged scheme to defraud donors who thought they were helping build the U.S.-Mexico border wall. 
The We Build the Wall campaign advertised itself as giving 100% of donations to build the border wall, and members of the campaign said they would not take a salary. But New York prosecutors claim Bannon paid $1 million to another member of the staff and used donation funds to cover hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of personal expenses. Bannon was pardoned by Trump on federal charges for the same alleged crime. As he made his way into the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, Bannon said, This is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. They will never shut me up. They'll have to kill me first. I have not yet begun to fight, per CNN. On Wednesday, Las Vegas police arrested Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis, who previously ran as a Democrat for his position, in connection with the murder of investigative journalist Jeff German, after Tellis's DNA was found at the scene of the crime. German had launched an investigation into a reportedly hostile work environment in TELUS's office alongside an inappropriate workplace relationship that contributed to TELUS losing a primary election last June. According to German's former outlet, the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the reporter was planning to write a follow-up story about TELUS before he was killed. Police publicly released two pieces of surveillance footage, one depicting the suspect in a straw hat, gloves, and a bright orange long-sleeve shirt. The other, with a vehicle police said, was connected to the suspect. Then, during a press conference earlier today, police said that they found a cut-up straw hat and cut-up gray sneakers with bloodstains at Telus's home. Las Vegas detective Dory Corin said that the items had been cut in a manner that was likely an attempt to destroy evidence. The investigation is still ongoing. The Department of the Interior announced it had finalized replacement names for more than 600 public places that use the anti-Native American slur squaw. In a statement earlier today, Deb Holland, Interior Secretary and the first Native American to hold the position, said, I feel a deep obligation to use my platform to ensure that our public lands and waters are accessible and welcoming. That starts with removing racist and derogatory names that have graced federal locations for far too long. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and the leading conservative voices. And join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Yoram Hazoni to discuss how religion impacts conservatism. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts. And help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. The executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen, Doug Blair, and Samantha Rank. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.